Welcome back to another episode of Capes and Tights. I am Justin. That is Adam. We are here to talk comic books, pop culture, everything under the sun, moon, whatever it is. It's cloudy out today, so it's under the clouds today. It is cloudy. Out. A little windy too. Um, yeah. We so just get us started. Every year, so I've always wanted. I have a deck at my house, right? You've been here, Adam. Yep. Um, I've always wanted since I was a kid to have a christmas tree on the deck like you see in movies like you know we celebrate christmas we love christmas here at our house we watch christmas movies we have like i think 87 movies christmas movies lined up to watch this year i oh, think yeah. we're about 37 of them into it honestly this nice. past weekend we had a three-day weekend and we watched a ton but i've always wanted a christmas tree on the on the deck i'm not paying 55 dollars every year for a real christmas tree first of all right. i don't know how that how how do you water a real christmas tree on a deck in the in maine because the water's just you don't freeze. yeah so a couple of years ago, I bought a tree and we were to put it on our deck. A, a fake Christmas tree doesn't stay still in the wind. Ever. Well, I bet. And so I put it out there last night. I'm like, I'm going to put it out on the deck. And actually, I put it on a pallet on the deck because I was like, oh, I'll secure the bottom of it with something. There you go. To make it so it doesn't fall over. Well, I never went out back out after feeding my son. I never went back out to actually do that. So I went out to the, to the other room this morning, looked out the side window, and the, the trees on its side. So I have to oh, go yeah. fix that at some point. So it's windy. What my whole world that story was. It's windy here in Maine today, and it's it raining and crappy and and just oddly warm. Yes, it's like it. Like, it it's it, weird. It, yeah, it was like I saw on the, the 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 schedule or the schedule the forecast. It was like cold, cold warm cold and then it's like the only day we're gonna have this week that's this warm too uh, yeah. which was funny because i read a golf course in maine was like oh we'll be open for that one day i'm like in the rain people are gonna go yeah. golf. i know it's warm i know people are pretty you know gung-ho about golfing in maine but like i, I don't know if sure. i'd be going golfing today i'll tell you what you know there are people down at the disc golf course yeah today they do it all winter parker one of our co my, my co-workers parker <laughs> of course they goes, do he goes i don't do that though he's like ah, i'm not gonna do that that's stupid I'd, to, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd have to cut it in the winter <laughs> like there's some things there's some activities i mean hell i mean i've been ice fishing but i don't fish in the winter time either that's cold man unless you have like a nice little cabin thing with like a heater and a, and a refrigerator or cooler in there with some beverages and some exactly. food. I don't know if I'm going to go ice fishing any, anytime soon, but we're not here to talk ice fishing, talk ice in, fishing. <laughs> winter, main, main winters, uh, as much as we could talk about that for a while. We uh, we're here to talk venom. We're going to talk the venom original film from 2018 yep. and the sequel that just released digitally, uh, let there be carnage, which came out obviously in 2021. Yeah. Um, overall, I love Venom as a character. It's one of my favorite villains of all time. Yep. Uh, it also makes sense that I also love Carnage. So that's the overall, the, the, the age old question actually, is Venom an actual villain is the, is the right. question becomes, uh, is he more like an anti-hero? If that makes sense. I, I would think so. So Carnage is really the villain in these movies in general or in this universe. Right. Uh, whereas Venom is more the anti-hero where the person who, in the comic books is a bad person at some points and a good person. I mean, he right. eats people. So I mean, like, that's like, yeah, he eats people. <laughs> exactly. So he, he has to be bad at some point. Um, as I drink some coffee here. Yeah. What, whatever um, time of day it is, but, um, carnage. So carnage myself is, is the villain in the, in the symbiote exactly. world, in my opinion. But, but, uh, venom, like I said, people say it's a villain, not a villain. So on. I actually have a pop final on my desk here. That's the, uh, Nice. It's like a venomized carnage thing that I love. Um, you even had a you had a license plate for a while that said venom. 
Yes, it was. Uh, yes, we 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 love my Venom. Uh, my I loved my Venom ST, my Venom yep, yep, uh, yep. Ford Focus. But uh, so Venom, we talked a little bit off air before we started recording this. Is that my wife Taylor loved the first Venom movie? Like she's one of those movies. She's not super into superhero comic book related yep. movies, but if I said, "Hey, let's pick a movie to put on," it's either Thor Ragnarok or Venom if it's in the comic book world, and so she gets a little crapped on a little bit for that because as we get into this venom talking here people don't didn't like the venom movie the first venom movie i don't yep. know I, I honestly it's one of those polarizing pictures out there that i talk to someone and i don't know it's not like when you say to someone oh avengers infinity war or endgame exactly it's like oh those were so good or or I don't, you know, Shawshank Redemption. People are like, there's no one yeah. out there who shits on Shawshank Redemption. But no. It, so like to me, it was like, when I go to someone, I'm like, Venom? Like question mark? And they're like, oh, I love that movie. I'm like, cool. Okay, we can yep. like get along here. If they start to shit on the movie, I don't understand it because there are some things, definitely, and you know, movies out there is perfect because there's some things in exactly. Shawshank. There's some things in Endgame. It's, there's some things. But I did say, and Adam and I talked about it, I liked Venom 1 better than venom 2 i will say that right I, now i did without a doubt uh, and you know yes there's a little bit involved in it that i've seen venom one multiple times where now i've only sure. seen venom two once um and there is this whole thing about seeing it again and going oh i get what they were doing there i don't know i still think venom had a so the the i did write some my ign reviews and things like that online that yep. the writing was better in number two and so I said, like, oh, okay, I can understand that a little bit, like a little yeah. bit, like the actual like storyline about it, not the actual. Right, 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 right. Because I will say, okay, let's get into Venom 1. Let's, I'm, I'm overall exactly. yep. talking now, but let's get into Venom exactly. 1. Venom 1 is released October 5th, 2018, $116 million budget, which is actually not that bad uh, for, you know, mm -mm. special effects are actually not as expensive as some people think they are. That's just kind of funny, but it's practical effects are the ones that are more expensive. Um, but it made $856.1 million in the, in the box office. That's fascinating. That's crazy. Uh, it was directed by Ruben Fleischer, uh, who also directed Zombieland, one of my favorite yep. movies that are out there or current movies that are out there. It got a 6.7 on IMDb, 30% critic, and 81% audience on Rotten Tomatoes. So it didn't score that well, critics. Yep. Um, but that says something. We're not critics. We're fans. Like As nope. much as we have a podcast and we do these reviews, we're, the, we're part of the audience score. And in my exactly. opinion... 81% is right on right on point for me. It's not, I think so. It's not 100%, but it's 30% is way too low. Um, it stars Tom Hardy as Venom, Michelle Williams as his ex-fiance, really, because, yep. I mean, they were fiancé at the beginning of the movie, but she becomes an ex-fiancé pretty quickly. Uh, Riz Ahmed, Scott Hayes, Reed Scott, Jenny Slate, and then Woody Harrelson shows up in the mid-credits scene. So technically he's not in this movie, but he's a big part of the eventual storyline. Um, it's a Sony owned product. So it's not in the MCU. If anybody has watched Venom and understood, doesn't understand why there wasn't connections to the other superheroes in the Marvel cinematic universe. It's because he's, it's a Sony owned picture. It's Marvel right. produced or Marvel. Yeah. Marvel produced, but, but Sony owned product. So there's no Spider-Man. That's what I want to start off with is sure. the fact that I'm actually okay with it, not featuring Spider-Man. I am too. Like, I feel like every story that you ever hear, hear about <laughs> Venom, including like Spider-Man 3, um, the original Spider-Man movies that came out um, back in the day with, you know, um, right. 
what's his name? No, he just completely Toby Maguire. Yeah, you know, Tommy Maguire and um, Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi, that's right. Those Venom movies, are, but it's always a secondary thing. The fact that Venom could yep. take a hold of the entire film. I mean, there's Venom solo series comic book, yep. so why can't there be a Venom solo series movie? And I like that. Yep. I don't know about you, but I like that. No, I, I, I liked that they started it in San Francisco, even. That it's just like, it's not the same place. It's not, that was one of the first things I like jotted down in my notes is like, I love that they just jumped to the, to the West Coast thing. And not to say there won't be crossovers later, I don't know, but it, at the beginning, I thought that made it, I'm with you. I, it, it doesn't need Spider-Man at all. It, it's that whole, what we did with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and a bunch of other films that are out there right now, starting with yep. the solo movies. And if Venom is going to be an anti-hero, not a villain, if he's going to be this anti-hero hero that eats people, you know, yep. steals from the rich, gives to the poor kind of thing then it needs his own film. Like to have him introduced in a Spider-Man movie might've just diluted who Venom is as a character. Tom Hardy was amazing. I love Tom Hardy acting period, but like, I think he was great as Eddie Brock. I think he, he excelled at the, the, the acting with the CGI. I think that takes some talent. Um, I loved the getting to know who Eddie Brock was montage at the beginning of the movie where it was like, he's this, you know, in-depth reporter and it shows all these clips of him doing his job. Right. And that's how you get to know who Eddie Brock is, uh, which is awesome. I think that was kind of a cool way to like get you up to speed on who Eddie Brock is. Um, yeah. And I'll say Tom Hardy, like for me at first was when I first started watching the first one, I, w- I wasn't sure, but, uh, but he big time grew on me. Mm-hmm. Um, even moving into later stuff. I, I like, I enjoyed his character once I kind of accepted like what kind of, you know, Eddie Brock he was. Yes, he actually does. He does it really well. I mean, the talking back and forth in his head. I mean, that it, it, it he does a great job with it. And he's got he's like that like lively character as a, as he is. So having that symbiote be a part of him and him do things that the symbiote is telling him what to do or doing things for him without right. his permission. Uh, I think Tom Hardy has the ability to do it, and that's probably why he was cast. Uh, he was a, yep. he's a very visual actor. He is that that he's like a serious. Um. Um, Jim Carrey. I hate to say Jim Carrey because it's a comedian. I know you're. I know. He's like yeah. an eccentric actor. I, honestly, it's Jim Carrey. I don't yeah. know if any of you've ever seen Number Twenty Three, the Number Twenty Three oh, yeah. Jim Carrey in it. It's a serious movie with him being who he is as Jim Carrey. I honestly think it'd be kind of fun. I mean, this is way out there, but Jim Carrey would have been a fun Venom as well if you could play a serious he role because been, he has sure. that, that that emotional and and like very emphatic, you know, yeah. movements that that Eddie Brock brought to this character, uh, which was great. I guess I, I, so casting wise, I think he was great. Uh, Riz Ahmed uh, was great because I think the CEO and founder of the Light Foundation, him being younger, it's to me was yep. the whole Iron Man thing that we were talking about, about modernizing it. And we talked about that a little bit right. in the, the Spider Man uh, universe film re- reviews we did. Um, and Yep. having that younger CEO, which is what we're getting nowadays. Like there's no, there's always these, this traditional CEOs of this old man with white hair. Right. And having this younger non-white person be the CEO of a, of a, of a, of a foundation yep. like that makes sense to me in this modern day we're in. So I liked him being Carlton Drake as a young CEO. That would think that was yeah. cool. No, I, I, exactly. Um, the, the special effects that was one thing that they complained about on the IGN review was the special effects yep do the actual symbiote itself I think was awesome I think the actual effects yep. of them fighting like the scenes that when, when they're fighting 
towards the end there and the symbiotes are kind of like intertwining yep. with each other. The, the, the scenes, I think the thing that they're talking about is the big fight scenes with the police officers in the building because it looked like it was on a green screen to them, the people watching the, like the reviewers. And I yep. can understand that, but I feel like nowadays there's this weird line you have to draw between special effects yep. that they're special effects. Like there are, like they're not going to ever look real. Right. Like we, 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 we go too far on the fact that like, oh my gosh, you can tell it's on a green screen. I do that now when I'm watching a movie. I'm like, what did we yep. watch last night? Um, Die Hard. We watched Die Hard and he's in the helicopter at the end of Die Hard. And they're like, you can tell the backdrop is not, they're not really oh, in a yeah. helicopter. They're in a room somewhere filming this. And I'm like, yep. but you have to look past this. These movies are fake. They're not real. Yep. I, I think you hit on an interesting. I think about this all the time. Like, cause I, you, you and I talk about it. I watch a lot of horror movies mm-hmm. and I, you know, I, I don't care about special effects. Like if you can tell me a good story and you can sell it with good actors, you can draw stuff on paper bags yeah. and tape it to a person. And my brain can pretend that that's going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you. And that's why I watched this one. And I was like, man, the CGI was my favorite part of it. Like I love, I mean, and if for us too, reading the original comics, like yeah. Venom's an absurd character. I don't yes. know how you can make Venom not look like CGI because it, it's it's a, it's just he's a wild character. And, and so they do a great job, I think, interacting with the CGI too. So like that, yep. the the graphics themselves to me is a 2018 film is a 2018 graphics. I don't I don't see a drop in graphics at all in this film. I think that the, the the weird thing I think about Venom when I first saw the movie was you're always seeing Venom written or drawn, sorry, drawn on a comic book in two-dimensional characters. Mm-hmm. There's not very much, in a comic book nowadays, there's not very much reflection, not very much right. slime. Like it's just, it's the colors don't have that ability to do that. So when exactly. I saw him in the first Venom movie and saw that like he was very shiny in a sense, yeah. like he is slimy. I was like, that's off because that's not what I'm used to seeing Venom in the in the <laughs> right in the comic books. But he, I, I would think that he would be a symbiote would be this like slimy yeah. like. And I, you know. I think that's the thing you and I've talked about many times of like you know the difference between what you can do in a comic and what you can do on film, and and yes. knowing that is the important part. Like, and if you sell like he's that's a perfect example of I mean okay yeah you're right it is a living alien symbiote so it probably would look pretty weird covering somebody's body I'll buy that because like you said a comic that the iconic thing is that just like flat black with the white across the chest man and that's like iconic and I don't even try to do that in a movie like you know I mean it, that that's its own thing uh, looking at him too I feel like he would smell <laughs> Yes. I don't know why. Like I was looking at Tom Hardy, like him be enveloped by the 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 symbiote, and then go. I'd be like, I feel like if you walked in a room, you'd be like, what the hell is that smell? Uh, yes. It's just that, and he drools a lot, and his teeth, and, and what he eats people, and yes. Well, that's the funny too. Is like he eats people, he bites into them, and then Tom Hardy's in the in him, right? Like he's yep. covering. Yes. I that doesn't make sense to me, but like I think it was great the way the special effects the car chases and all yep. that stuff I think was great on, on number one number one um again I don't know why people I mean I guess the, the yeah. first the first act was slow like it was like building up to the fact that like you don't actually see venom into 80 rock for the first half of the movie like right. you know I mean the first 
two third or one third of the movie or whatever is you don't you just see the symbiote go from place to place and they talk about them and they're at the life foundation and uh jenny slate who is the assistant there or whatever who yep. is from parks and recreation it's the his uh the crazy dude's sister on parks and recreation which is amazing because i love seeing someone play a completely different role yep. than they're used to playing um and but then once venom and and eddie brock combine and they actually are venom together yep. that's what the movie i think takes off so i can understand the first half of the movie being a little slower yep. you know you're expecting your movie's called venom if the movie was called something random and then it featured Venom. I understand not having it, but like the first half of the movie doesn't have Venom in it, basically. And I think once Venom and, and Eddie Brock get together and go forward, the scenes where he like yep. goes to the restaurant and he's taking all the food off of people's place and he like picks up a piece of steak and he bites it. He goes, this is dead. And he puts it down. Yep. It's like, and he gets into the uh, fish tank and then eats the lobster. Um, again, Tom Hardy, like that's a yeah, great that's acting. And that's the thing is like, again, I'm, if they're trying to take it a bit more like of a comedic route, which they are, mm -hmm. um, I'm fine with that. I mean, I'm fine with that things, but also I was thinking back to your point, like why did, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's Venom has been out for a long time now, although he's, you know, still this kind of new feeling iconic yes. character. But I think now people forget that like that whole storyline was wacky when it happened yes. the first time. Like, I think now people remember it as this like deadly serious, like, no, it was bizarre, man. Like, I mean, all of a sudden this old story about a black Spider-Man suit. And now there's an alien. That's like, I mean, it's wild. And he does want to eat brains in the comics too. Yes. Like, and that's Todd McFarlane for you, man. Like that's exactly that's why <laughs> that's, I love it. <laughs> he's a crazy, crazy MF. Like he is a person of care. He's a character of his own, and and creating someone like Venom uh, came out back in the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, and yep. it, it, you say he's been around for a while. He's been around for a while, but not that long. No, Compared not in some the of these other characters. Uh, some of these no. no, if some of these other characters that we've actually discussed and talked about. I mean, Spider-Man. We talked about on a previous podcast. I mean, that came out in the '60s. Yep. Whereas what Venom was the nineties. Nineties, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so like it's if in, in the overall scheme of big characters, multi-million dollar budget movies, yep. Venom is actually not that old compared to some of these other characters. I'm trying to think, um, you know, of all the characters that are out there, some of the new ones, like this Hawkeye series that's on TV right now with Kate Bishop, that's fairly new. But otherwise, yeah, most of these characters are old. Iron Man, your your Captain America, oh, your yeah. Hulks, all those movies, all those I mean, so all those characters yep. are really old. So Venom is actually one of the more newer ones. And and then as we transition into the second movie, uh, Let There Be Carnage, Carnage is even newer than Venom. Yep. Uh, and so that's that is I didn't even think about that until we talk about it right now. How how new in a scheme of things in the yeah, in the whole is. history of comic books, yeah, Venom's like like I don't know, he's kind of, Venom to me and probably to use it feels like one of the points that like comic books like take a hard right and start getting steam. Like I just, yes. I remember I liked all the, I read all the comic books when Venom happened. Like I couldn't stop reading Spider-Man. Like, mm -hmm. yes, absolutely. And, and let's correct myself. It's 1984. So it's, it's not nineties. It's the eighties, but still, still though. Yes. It was amazing. Spider-Man 252. We're, oh, sorry. That was when he was in the alien costume. It was uh amazing Spider-Man 299. In 1988 which was the cameo appearance and the amazing spider-man 300 which was may of 1988 um is the first appearance of the actual yeah. character but which is kind of funny now that i think about this we've discussed this before isn't the cameo appearance really the first appearance 
I don't understand that. Oh, yeah. Still to this Without day, do not understand how a cameo, a cameo to me is characters introduced and then they reappear later right. on in the background somewhere or quickly pop onto a page and then leave. That's a cameo. Exactly. When you cameo at the very beginning, if you see a character on the pages drawn by an artist, that is the first appearance. Like that is right. the first appearance. I will yep. say in the movie world, I don't think a first appearance counts as a post-credit scene. So as we get to the right. end of this movie, Woody Harrelson jumps in there as, you know, as Carnage, you know, Cletus Cassidy. Technically, that's the first appearance, but it's not in the movie. It's after the movie. It's yep. not part of the actual main storyline. So to me, that's not the first appearance. The first appearance would be his movie. Comic book wise, I don't under, never understood that. Like I have Spe Amazing Spider-Man 299. I do own that comic book. I feel like that comic book is the first appearance of Venom, not 300. <laughs> but I'm going to fight that to the day I die as a comic book fan. I agree That's with you. Always, always makes me laugh about that. Um, but yeah, otherwise, the, the story I think is great. I think the characters are great. I think Michelle Williams uh, you know, was great. Reed Scott was great. Reed Scott was uh, his her new boyfriend uh, in the movie. Um, the you know Him trying to find a job after his... I guess that's current times in a sense also. It was like, if you get fired for doing something that publicly, you wouldn't get a job again. It's the whole posting something idiotic on the internet, right? getting your, fired from your job again. How are you going to find a job in the future because of the internet? And that's something that Eddie Brock deals with in this uh, movie as well. Um, yep. His relationship with the, 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 the store clerk, Mrs. Chen, I think that's awesome too. And then he goes back. And they yep, that's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. And I'll rip your legs um, off and your, and your, your arms off and you'll just be rolling around like a turd. Like a turd. That's, that's right. The comedy is funny. And yep. I, that's what, as we get, as we get to the end of this movie. So, so, uh, and we get into the second film, the comedy in the first movie was relative was, was yep. like on par with the whole movie. There was comedy, there was seriousness, there was drama, there was action. In the second movie, I felt like there was, they were trying too hard to be funny. And yeah. I feel like, I don't know if that's just me because other people didn't see it the way the first one was trying to be too funny. And I'm like, the second right. movie, I felt like it was joke after joke after joke after joke. And, you know, I want to yeah. jump in that in a second. So at the end of the Vitamin one, Venom 1, just to finish off the Venom, Venom 1, oh, one yeah. is Woody Harrelson shows up as Cletus Cassidy in prison. Yep. And they go to talk and he says, let there be carnage. Awesome. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Gave me chills at the end of the movie. It was fun. I think Woody Harrelson, again, amazing. Just put the connection together that he's also in Zombieland, which is directed by the first I, guy. I, when you said that, I was going to ask you if that was where that connection came from. I don't know, maybe. But uh, he didn't direct the second one because Andy Serkis directed the second oh, one. Oh, that's so I right. Don't know. Who yeah. knows? Um, but yeah, so uh, you know, Woody Harrelson's awesome. I loved it. Saw him. The, the, the red hair, the whole thing was fun. And they, they threw homage to the original Cletus Cassidy with his like curly hair. In yep. Lethbridge Carnage, the hair was not like that, which is fine with me. I think it's one of those, you know, it was enough time had passed for him to change his haircut um, right. in the movie. But the comedy in the second one, like I said, was was just I, I don't know. I, I thought the very beginning, as like the first 15, 20 minutes of the movie, where they're at his apartment and he's doing all these things and they're going back and forth, and it, it just to me was too jokey. Like I, ha like I have a note here that I believe is just. I can't stand that freaking breakfast scene. Yes. Like I, that, like, that's just one of my notes. I was like, that's, I was like, this is too much. Is, like, is, so my question then becomes Andy Serkis directed the movie. Andy Serkis is known obviously throughout the world as Gollum and yep. he was in Planet of the Apes. He's an unbelievable motion capture actor. So he, yep. he crouches down and, 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 and is, is those characters uh, in things. I, is he? Now I'm going to lose my comic book card here. 
but I believe he's a character. Yes, he is. He's always oh, useless. He's claw in Ultron and Black Panther. I knew that, but I was trying to think of whether he motion captured anything for anything else in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I couldn't remember uh, if he did. But he is. He's not directed that much stuff. He's directed Mowgli, which is the uh, um, Jungle Book movie that came out on Netflix, and he's. Uh, Snoke, the voice of Snoke, he was Snoke, Skywalker. Yeah. Um, and so I was just looking up a couple more things. I think it's uh, he was just using Lucy's claw, he didn't actually do anything, but he's mostly known for his work as motion capture for Gollum yep. and for the Planet of the Apes movies. Um, but he's only directed this movie and maybe one other movie, which is Mowgli, that was the Netflix um Jungle Book movie. Um, so you'd think, was it him showing off what they could do with special effects, you know, in that breakfast scene? Some, I mean, I, I would imagine you hire someone like Circus because you really want the motion capture to be really good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I could see where they're just finding ways to do it. But, man, because I mean, maybe you should hire somebody to work with him. Well, I mean, that's like I said, I felt like it was just thrown in there. Like it was showing, watch I, what we can do. And the story didn't really move any forward. It was more like they were annoyed with each other. Like they went from the end of the second movie or first movie where you're like, oh my God, they're so happy to be back together again. They're walking on the street right. and you know, they're best friends to the beginning of the movie of the second one, which is like, they hate each other and they don't, they're bad roommates together. And yep. Tom Hardy's given up on like cleaning up his apartment because of how crappy Venom is to him and all that stuff. And it, it does portray some of the comic book relationship between Venom and, and right. Eddie Brock where they do at this point split up. and don't, you know, even in the current series, or sorry, not the current current series, the last series that Donnie Cates did where they fought in that one and two and at some points they didn't like Eddie Brock went on and and, and sure. Venom went on and they eventually come back together and all that. Uh, so it, was that just trying to show that like they can split up? I, I don't know. I just felt like weird. It felt like the graphics were amazing and showing the actual real yeah. carton of milk being moved around by the symbiote. Right. But it felt like it was unnecessary. Yeah, man. I don't even know like where to start on the second one. I, I just ever, like, I just, I don't even know. Like the whole thing to me was, I was just like, what is happening? What is, go- why are we doing this now? And then when it was over, I was still like the every moment along of yes. that movie. So where do we start? I mean, um, so, I mean, what's yeah. so it came out almost three years later to the day yep. because of pandemic delays. It was supposed right. to be one day and then another day, then they moved it to a different day. Then they moved it to a, they moved it up a couple of weeks. Uh, which was great. Uh, basically made for the same amount of money. Uh, they're 160 million for the first movie, 110 million for the second movie. It made 483.2 million dollars in the box office, which honestly is considerably good, based on the fact that we're in a pandemic. Like almost 500 million dollars in the box office is. I mean, now there's no reason for them not to make a third movie. It got better reviews than the first movie did. It made money. <laughs> you know, all that stuff means that they could make a third movie with Tom Hardy right. in that. And it got 6.1 on IMDb, 59% critics and 84% uh, audience. So the audience basically liked it about the same critics, almost double <laughs> liked it better. Um, which again, I don't understand. Interesting. Is it just because like Woody Harrelson's in it and he's a bigger name and like, I, I mean, do feel it, like it know, was more just... grounded. It was more personal to Eddie Brock and his relationship with like trying to get his fiance back in a sense right. and his relationship with Venom on a ground level. Whereas the first movie was like space, like it came down from space and they exactly. were like launching yep. into space and going back to their home planets and stuff like that. Whereas this one was more grounded. 
Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know why sometimes, and that's why I never really listen to critics and why no one exactly. out there should ever just listen to us either. Like we're going to tell you our feelings on it. Cause we like to talk and we like to talk about these things, but like go see the movie yourself or watch the movie yourself, because that's really how you're going to find out whether or not you like it or not. Yep. Me watching and reviewing. It's definitely, if I have a pecking order of five movies to watch right now and one got reviewed really low, it's probably going to go down to the fifth movie. I'm going to watch the stuff that's reviewed better first, yep. but it's not going to stop me from watching it. And so this is proof in my, my opinion that I think that the critic score and the audience score or the critic score in the uh, first movie and second movie should be switched but I can't yeah. put a finger on it. I can't tell you why they picked this movie as a better movie. I do think I mean, that this movie would have been better if it was R rated. I, I agree with that. Um, and um, I think I, also it could, just, I forget how much people like just like straight action mm-hmm. nonstop. And it was, I'll give it that. I mean, it was like out of the gate crazy and just kept going. So some people love that. Um, it actually kind of felt like what they do with some of the DC movies mm-hmm. to me. Yes. It, it, it was dark. I mean, I was DC exactly, yeah. that. but I think that's the biggest thing to me was that the Venom character 100% could be an R-rated film. The first movie I think did okay with making it not R-rated. PG-13 yeah. movie, I think what they accomplished in the first movie was well made for a PG-13 movie. I think the second movie was like Carnage is Carnage. Right. Like Carnage, yes. if it wasn't a Marvel comic book, Carnage would swear He'd be like, he'd be oh, just yeah. murdering people on the streets just randomly, just for fun. Which, like, yeah. it, Carnage is Carnage. So when there's a movie called Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and it's PG-13, you're like, oh, come on. Like, yep. there should have been, and that's something, one of the biggest short, uh, shortfalls of this movie could have been showing you what Carnage could have done yep. with a R-rated you know, yep. non- well, One of the notes movie. I first wrote down was like, there's hardly any blood in this mm-hmm. movie yes like, and like you said like it kind of carnage without b- blood is hard to, to do you know i mean like you said my vi- of carnage is just like destruction like everything yes so yeah i i can't i wrote the note down and i can't find it but there's a note because you know how you can say you can say the f word once in a, in a pg-13 movie mm-hmm. and i was trying to find out if they said it really 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 perfectly in this movie and now i can't remember i usually watch the movie the day before we do these podcasts um, and I don't remember, but I f- could have sworn there was a time in the movie where he's just like, well, fuck. And he was like, com- like, I don't remember what it was. It, it was, it's right at the end. Um, yes. it's in like the, like last three minutes of the movie, probably there's cause it's in the, um, cathedral. I think yes. I, I'm, I'm with you. And he, and he goes, oh, oh he goes, he goes, uh, oh, you know, thank you for saving me or something. Didn't, didn't do it. And he's like, oh, I'm going to keep this guy. I'm going to teach him a lesson. And then he just goes, fuck it. And he eats his head. That's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> and yep. I was like, this is amazing. Like, that's awesome. Because they always talk about that. Uh, we watched the show History of Square Words. And in that show that one of the episodes was about the F word. And they talked about how that PG-13 movies, can you can say it once. And it depends on, con- it also depends. You can't say I-N-G because that's sex. Yep. Exactly. So you can't say that in it, but you can say it once and there's certain things you can't put the word mother yep. in front of it. And there's all these different rules on it. But like that was one of the ways you could do it. And they in fact, like a lot of times they'll plan it and they'll purposely do it. We'll do it once. And this makes sense. And that was perfect. Yep. I think it was like when I was watching that, I was like, that's my favorite part of this movie because they used it perfectly. And yep. it was just like, oh, I'm going to I want to keep this guy alive and teach him a lesson. And he just goes like, F it. And he, <laughs> he bites him head, bites his head off. Um, the Hulk S. Go ahead. Okay, I was saying one thing. I question I was gonna ask you. I were the 
were the Venom voices different between each movie? Mm-hmm. Was it the same person? Mm-hmm. It's Tom okay. Hardy. In both of them? Okay. Yeah. I, it, it just felt different to me a little bit in the second movie. And all of a sudden I was wondering if maybe they'd used a different voice. They actor. could have also like, used a different sound, like a different tweaking Ex- of the voice and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, talking about Tom Hardy and, and, and uh, Venom and they're talking. The whole, I, I called it Hulk-esque is what I wrote in my notes. Uh, communication between him, like what Bruce Banner and the Hulk yep. have for conversations, the same as Venom and Tom Hardy, or, or Eddie Brock, I should say, uh, have that conversations. And when they're in the ending battle and they're walking up and they see Carnage at the altar and he comes up and he like, gets all big and like, has all the yep. things come out of him. And he goes, he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, and he like kind of retreats back away and it's just Tom Hardy standing there and he's like, oh, it's a red one. I don't, that's a red one. I'm not going to fight yeah, that yeah. one. I'm like, that's just like when the Hulk was like, come on out. And he goes, no. It no. <laughs> was like, I'm not going to fight that. Are you kidding me right now? Yep. It's a red, it's a red symbiote. And it shows the, the, you know, villain-esque aspect of carnage that, that, that dirty, grungy, mean, yep. filthy villain. And that's what carnage is. And, you know, seeing Venom not want to fight him showed the power that Carnage yep. had. And you saw it in the fight. The fight was awesome. The battle scene was really good. It was very well organized. And oh, you yeah. see them use the symbiotes in different ways and, and showing how yep. they could fight each other. Um, better, I think, than the first movie did with that fight. But as an overall, like I said, I still think yep. that overall Venom was better. But like, it was a good fight for sure. I agree 100%. That was another thing I wrote down earlier was that I – the fight scenes in maximum carnage were fantastic. Like they felt like a, like a McFarlane comic book fight, like just too big, too over the top, which is awesome. Um, So that part of it, I thought was, and that's probably a bit of like circus being involved. Mm -hmm. And in, in the comic book fan in my, in me and the carnage fan in me was very happy to see carnage on the big, big screen. Oh yeah. I also love the idea of seeing Ravencroft, on the big screen that the, the, the mentally, uh, you know, the mental hospital there shriek was fun. And I like her as an actress, um, Naomi Harris, she was in uh, pirates, yep. the Caribbean and she's been yes. some other things yep. too, but she was really, really, really good at shriek. What I didn't like. And again, a d- big downfall of this movie is I know shriek from the comic books, but the average person like my wife would not no. who the hell is shriek. And there's no, there's no backstory at all, really. No. There's a backstory I, for being in the mental hospital, but there's no backstory yep. how she got her powers, who she yep. is as a person, any of that. And that that really meant, yep. like it left me wanting more from Shriek. I that was one of the things I noted was that I I, I just generally like I guess I it didn't need to be there how it was done. It just made it mm-hmm. more confusing. And I didn't like I just I didn't like the way the character was depicted either. Yes. That's just a personal taste. But like yes. so yeah, I found that whole thing like super distracting for me and throughout was, the whole movie. As a fan of comic books, I was also kind of expecting her to be a, a symbiote at some point. Like right. I do like the relationship between the fact that Shriek is a loud screaming person yes. and it loud noises hurt symbiote so like the idea that the relationship between carnage and shriek should they shouldn't be together but they are and they want to mar- get married and all that stuff like that to me yep. was great the the balance between the two of it but I just feel like i said we felt like we left wanting more it was like oh we need a female character in here let's throw right. shriek in there and it helps the storyline to get them in the church so they can have the battle in the church to me it was like it left you wanting more from the shriek aspect yeah. of it and i felt like we didn't get that in the movie at all and it kind of made me sad 
Um, the other part about it, like the, the, the thing to me is that she looked like the character from Pirates of the Caribbean when she was just walking around. Like she looked like yeah, she, she belonged did. on the set of Pirates of the Caribbean. So I was like, oh, yep. it kind of pulled me out of the universe. I'm like, oh my gosh, where's Johnny Depp? Like what's going on here? Uh, they're both Disney properties in a sense. Um, but yeah, so I wanted more shriek for sure. I think that would have been a cool aspect of it because we, we were like, we were or just explain it, it yes. a little better. Because like you said, I I mean, even I mean, you know, the amount of comic books I read, which is not near as much as yours, I was aware that was shriek. So I was <laughs> like, all right, but man, yeah, if I was like, I mean, imagine you know like Taylor coming in and being yeah. like, what is this? Like, yes, exactly. And that's that's it, it, just left me wanting more. And I know so. You know, also not knowing what's going on in the future, like she's obviously not dead. Um, you know, yeah. and he's we, we kind of get the impression that Carnage is dead by the ending there, but in the comic books, he's died multiple times. Exactly. And so, I mean, it, to me, it's I think they're setting up as we get further on to the thing. The third movie is they just did Absolute Carnage uh, series from Marvel recently, about in the past couple of years. Uh, Donny Cates is a big part of that, I believe, as well. And there's this whole um, King in Black series that came out more recently. And there's this whole bigger outer world of like this, right. the, the mass connectedness of the, all the symbiotes, how they're all kind of connected through something. And so I could see them going even bigger with the next one. But like, to me, if it's King in Black or Absolute Carnage is the next ones, if they go any bigger than this, they I, slide it into the R-rated film. It's a Sony film. It's not going to be on Disney+. Exactly. Plus. It's not, I mean... Honestly, you know, I have a parent of a six month old, so I'm a parent, but not really a parent yet. I don't know. I wouldn't let my kid watch this movie. No, so why does it really no, no, no. like PG 13 movie or not? That that's a pretty violent movie. Yep. Both of them are very violent and very scary for a PG. I know they fit under the category of PG 13 movies, yep. but like, in all honesty, that's a, those are borderline movies. I mean, that's why when I googled the what swear word yep. when when it happened, there's all these movies about like, eh, I don't know if it would actually let your kid watch this movie. It's rated a C plus for, oh, the only good ratings they got was there was no real substance abuse and no real sexual content. Everything else, profanity, violence, and overall rating were all rated C. That tracks. Yes. That's like, no, plenty of parents that are like drugs, sex in my movies, and by like shooting people, no limit. Like, yes. Like a monster. Like, can you believe if you were like, 10 years old, nine years old, watching that before bed, I feel like I would have nightmares about this monster yep. eating other people's heads. Like, that's ridiculous. Oh my God. I, get I get scared at freaking, when I was younger, like eight, nine years old, watching freaking Jurassic Park. And yeah. those are like, dinosaurs are dead. Like, they're gone, but they're real. Like, they're actually here. Yep. Whereas the spider man symbiotes are not real. Like, this is all a completely fake story. And I would be scared about that kind of a movie. So, I, I, I don't know. It's really weird to me why they wouldn't just slide it into an R rated film. And make it absolutely bloody and gory. Well, and, 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 and Woody Harrelson off. would have been so much better for me if he could have just like said whatever like yeah. foul mouthed filthy stuff he wanted to. I mean, because I met you know, like you mentioned Zombieland. Like yeah, he was great in Zombieland. Like, and I, I feel like Woody Harrelson can be like a really funny dark character. But like you said, this movie, I feel like he was limited in what he could do, and that's why I feel like he just didn't. He worked. I like Woody Harrelson, but yeah, he could have been he. Yes. If he'd have been just let able to do whatever he wanted to, that could have been so much funnier. I completely agree. And I think that I don't think this is the last we're going to see of Woody Harrelson as Carnage. I think that there's with superhero movies, 
it, it, I know Marvel's been able to do a pretty good job at like killing people and then killing them. They're, they're dead. They're not coming back. The only person that's yep. really done that multiple, multiple times is Loki. I mean, Loki has died a couple of times and come back because he's not really dead and all that stuff. Um, but like on the Sony side, you don't know how they're going right. to portray this. But as we talk about the Sony side, did you watch the post credit scene in the second movie? I did. Are you as confused as hell as I am? Right I am now? like, I'm so confused. <laughs> And I'm really glad you said that because, like, as you know, Justin, I've talked a lot of times, like, I haven't come in seeing the movies too, yeah. so which yeah. is fun. But then at the last minute, I come in and I'm like, wait a second, did I just not get that? And yeah. then, so I'm glad that you're confused as well because I watched it like three times and yeah. I was like, what is happening? So, so I don't understand. So, first of all, I think there's a multiverse part of this thing because it's a glitch of some sort. He ends up in someone else's apartment, uh, hotel room, right? He's obviously right. so they go away and they are in this hotel room and they're talking, they're eating pizza or whatever. And then there's the TV, the glitch thing happens. Yep. And then he licks the TV. <laughs> I said this to a friend of mine. I was like, why the hell did he lick the TV? That's just so many creepy. Questions. Tom, uh, Tom Holland. So then there's Tom Holland, Spider-Man, who is part of the MCU, yep. which is not part of the Spider. Oh, in a sense, we're still, and that's the most confusing part is we've gotten to the point now that ten years ago, when Iron Man, or over ten years ago now, when Iron Man was introduced, we knew as comic book fans and movie fans at the very beginning that Iron Man, and as we like as the years progressed, that Iron Man was in one universe, X-Men was in another universe, Spider-Man was in another universe yep. because they were not owned by the same companies. Over the past 10, 11 years, the companies have slowly started to get back to the normal. So now, you know, X-Men, Fantastic Four, all those movies are now part of the Marvel Universe. And so now they can start introducing them and stuff like that. The one that stayed behind was, was Spider-Man. We talked about that right. on the Spider-Man one. Uh, and Venom is part of the Spider-Man one. Morbius that's coming out yep. uh, in 2022 is all part of the Spider-Man universe, the Marvel, Sony universe. So we've known that they've been separate. The Tom Holland thing, to me, where the original agreement was, okay, you can use Spider-Man in the MCU. And then I thought we were going to get like the other characters in the Spider-Man universe movies from Sony. So I thought we were going right. to get like this Venom movie and we're going to get a Morbius movie and we're going to get a, you know, so on and so forth. But then in the post-credit scenes in movies now have had the crossover. I'm now confused yep. on whether or not... so. My overall thing is that it's somehow Marvel and Sony have come to the agreement because we talked about, um, yep. it was funny, after we finished recording the last Spider-Man one, I texted Adam, like, of course they would announce that there's three more yep. movies coming out after we finished it. So I tagged on a little thing at the end saying that exact thing. Three more movies coming out. So now is it to the point where the multiverse yeah. is opening up? Is the multiverse, gonna, are we going to get three more movies of Spider-Man, Tom Holland Spider-Man in both the Venom universes and the, and the Marvel universe, MCU universe. Like, are we going to have this like crossover between all of it? And then eventually right. some of these, some of these little universes are going to close up and, you know, Sony's going to go back over this way and their rights are going to get pulled back. Right. Sony's going to do their own thing and so on and so forth. That's what I got out of this, this post credit scene. I'm still confused as hell. Like what's going on. And, and I feel like I hope right. over the next year or two, we're actually going to find, I don't want to like this drag on forever. Like, oh, remember the post credit scene and let there be carnage. <laughs> yeah. We lick well, the TV especially with what, there. I mean, with what we have going on with like the, you know, the multiverse of madness and all of this stuff now is like, it's already confusing and we're trying to keep it together. And like, where does this thing fit in? Like, and so like, so uh, are we going to see Tom Hardy's Venom and Tom Holland's Spider-Man on the same screen at some time? That's my question. I think 
Sure. The answer is now yes. Like after seeing yep. that post credit scene, you have to think that that there's a possibility even that Venom shows up in yep. uh in, on December 17th for the next Spider-Man movie. Like it's possible we just get a quick, oh, Tom yep. Hardy's in this movie we don't know about. Or um is it in the future, the whole thing they talked about, the next three Spider-Man movies, the first one at right. least is going to feature Tom Holland in that film. Is it going to be a crossover? Is, is Tom Holland going to show up in the next Venom movie? Or, you know, is, is Venom yeah. going to show up in the Morbius movie? We, all these questions are, are unanswered. So one thing I could see, and then you start looking at the first two movies, is, you know, Eddie Brock's character is a little, getting softened a little bit. Like Venom's kind of funny now, maybe not as bad of a guy, which happened in the comics, but... I could see that being a good preparation for a crossover with Tom Holland mm -hmm. because the audience watching Tom Holland's not going to, they, they can't add anything to make it like more restrictive for age because no. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Yeah. So they're what they've done so far, they could condition an Eddie Brock. That's just kind of funny physical comedy. And when he comes onto the scene, he works with Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, maybe they, maybe they fight the first time they meet, but then they're working together. Which, which I love that aspect of, of yep. them fighting is I feel like it's what, what DC's fall, like with the whole Spider-Man Batman or sort of Superman versus Batman thing yep. uh, with, it's like, I feel like if you didn't know, and you saw this grotesque symbiote style thing that yes. you would immediately jump to, it's a villain. And so you'd fight sure. them to start off with, but then you'd realize at some point they both, your names are Martha, mom's mom's names are Martha and everything is going to yeah. be fine. And that <laughs> solves everything. <laughs> Oh really? Mar really? Yep. Okay, we're fine. Oh, man. That's me over here moms. crapping on DC movies again. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think seeing that battle at the beginning of of a movie, and I just don't know what it is because we don't know we don't know when the next Spider Man movie is coming out, and we don't know when the next Spider Venom movie is coming out after 2021. So I, I just it's one of those ones that makes me go, God damn it! Like you're not leading into the next movie, you're leaving into like years exactly now, potentially, and I'm like that sucks because like you know. You know, we we did that with Let There Be Carnage at the end of Venom One. It was three years later before we actually got another right Venom movie. So there's no reason why this couldn't actually take another two or three years before the next movie comes out that features a a answer to that post credit scene. Right. It also yeah, it was bizarre. You. I well, that was I really felt like I, I had missed something. I was like, mm -hmm. wait, because I was like, is this now the MCU? And I was like, no, not like I. I like the flash like what was that like their glitch just like transported to him to a different version of their hotel yeah. room or like <laughs> and the guy comes down and goes what yeah. are you doing in my hotel <laughs> i just love it it's like so yeah so are they in a different like same hotel room different universe is, is, right. is it transfer somewhere else so there, there's a whole multiverse part of it is happening in the venom world as well as what it looks like in the sony verse yep. as well so i don't know what's going to happen but i i feel like hopefully we'll get some answers in either spider-man no way home or yeah. multiverse of madness with dr strange that that there's going to be some of these things and and, I, and we've talked about this we talked about it on the spider-man one we've talked about other ones i'm a hundred percent aboard with everything being connected don't care Me too. Yep. i want it. i don't care yep that's why i like the mcu so much and that's why my wife loves the mcu so much is because of the fact that she can have the connection between them i yep. can't convince her to watch you know, um, Jessica Jones on Netflix or was on Netflix because it doesn't right. connect in a serious way to the other stuff. Or I can't get her to watch like anything else that's like the X-Men movies from back in the day because they're not sure. connected to Iron Man and uh, yeah. you know, Spider-Man and all that stuff. If they connect them in that way, it could 
definitely drive people to watch all of the things sure. because they realize at some point they're going to connect and they live in the same universe. So hopefully that's that post credit scene does that. I hope that's what yeah. we're leading towards and seeing that connection between the two of them. You think um, it'd be hilarious if they finally resolve it and they just like blip back to their universe and we're like, what was that? <laughs> and just and, and, never explain it. Like, and also like the weird thing about that post credit scene was one, first of all, I still stuck on the fact that he licked the screen. I do, do not know what the attraction between why would Venom even have yeah. an attraction to a guy in a spandex suit? That to me doesn't make any sense to me. Like right. there's no reason why he'd even know who the hell was on the screen. Like it doesn't, there's no connection there. You know, if, if they had introduced black suit Spider-Man. Right. That makes different sense. Cause now there's the symbiote connection and all that stuff. But Spider-Man as a whole, like there's no reason for him to see a guy on a TV screen and even know it's real. They, they flip to a new, their, right. another universe. And he licks the screen. It was just weird. It, to me, it was like, why are you licking the screen? It's so gross. I feel like with both movies, there was a big problem with plot holes. Like these yes. are ones you've got to like, you just, we got to go on faith here for a few movies until they get their shit together and it'll be good. But like, yeah, that stood out to me. I, you know, I get that's like, we, you got a point there, Adam, is we have to start mm -hmm. thinking it big picture wise instead of what most people did. Now that we have these TV shows that are coming out week to week to week, a lot of people are like, well, what the hell? And it's like, well, watch the, the whole show is yep. the thing, not each episode. Each episode is to get you to like the way they wrote it. They wrote it as a TV yep. show. These are written as not single movies. When they finished Venom, exactly. yep. they knew they were making a second movie because they wouldn't have put the post credit scene in there with Carnage and tease that big of a connection and not have it already on the burner. They're going to make a second Venom yep. movie. They're not putting this at the end of this movie to not, have an answer to it at some point and whether right. they're the person doing the answer or or the mcu does the answer to that right well see that's my my feeling is like the mcu will fix this when they get a chance yes. that's how i'm like feeling right now like i said again i enjoyed it i just man like both movies were like plot holes like the yes. whole from beginning to end and i and that bothered me a little bit and recently we talked about how marvel they have them but man they've thought through every single weird little i mean there was some stuff in venom that i was like you know well, well first of all like i don't even understand the invasion plan like yes you came on an asteroid now you're gonna go back home and get some more people and like you don't have a ship and like one guy is way stronger but one guy like that whole thing i also didn't understand why he didn't just send those photos to his editor yes I, from his phone why yes. he left the phone on the desk with a post-it note yeah it's the, the, yeah. again it's movies and again there has to be certain reasons why things are like that because the movie wouldn't exist without it exactly and so there is this you know why did he get close to the cage and hits uh, yeah allow woody harrelson to bite us because there wouldn't be a movie without it so like, exactly and, what, is and why did that part. make us yeah but i i think that as an overall scheme of things you watch number one I like one. Yes, I like a, like a good amount. I, right? I said you were a text message. I like it a good amount. I, don't, I yep. hate to say the word. I like it a lot because I mean, there's there's just, now there's like 400 superhero movies for us to watch. So in the scheme of 400 movies, yeah, it's not my favorite. But out of exactly. these two movies, Venom one is a good movie, and again, I'll watch it probably considerably amount more than anything else because my wife likes to watch it as well. Sure. 
and it's I'm good. a big I mean, and I'm a big person of watch the first one. Oh, there's a second one. Let's watch the second one. I've, I watched yeah. Ghostbusters. I watched Ghostbusters two. No matter how crappy Ghostbusters two is compared to number yeah. one, if I watch you know whatever movie it is, I always watch the sequel. I mean, we just watched the three Santa Claus movies with Tim Allen. Yep. The first one is the only one that's good out of all three of those. But we watched all three of them. Um, I will not watch Home Alone three. Just to let you know, Home Alone one is amazing. Home Alone either. two, Home Alone two is actually considerably good i, I forgot how i good love home was. alone too i love home alone too when they changed it to a different kid that was done with it completely um, done yep. with it we did watch home sweet home alone which was 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 pretty good and there is a throwback to the original film in it so i don't want to ruin it for anybody but watch that one it's pretty funny it's on disney plus but yeah so i'm a big person so if i watch number one because i liked it i'm gonna watch number two yeah because it's there well, i think I, and I, to your point you know we just recently like for instance looked at the iron man movies and mm -hmm. back from early mcu and I always want to like the first Iron Man is not one of my favorite Marvel movies. And some no. of the early Thor Captain America's are not my favorite, but mm -hmm. they're, they're the ones I'll still go back and watch. So I think that's very much how I feel with Venom right now is like, it'll get better. I know it'll yes. get better. Like, and uh, so we'll just wait four years and then we'll be like, Oh my God, Venom is the greatest character ever made on screen. And I, so, and, and, and I don't mind if it, if it's, the thing I also say is that I, I do, I'm a big comic book fan, as, as most of you know, and I read Marvel comics, is I don't mind, like, in the recent, the, the Donnie Cates Venom run, recently, the one that just ended is now have a new one, is they find out that Eddie Brock has a kid who also has symbiote connections and powers and all that stuff. So. I actually would love the fact that if the third movie doesn't even exist with Venom in it, Venom somehow dies sure. in another one of the movies and it's Eddie Brock's kid, Dylan Brock is now sure. Venom and so on and so forth. I don't have a yep. problem with that kind of stuff. Let's continue the story. Let's move along with it. But, um, but again, we definitely have proof that when Marvel is in charge of a movie, it is definitely better than when Sony's in charge yep. of a movie. The Spider-Man movies are Marvel. They're in charge of them. Sony owns them, but exactly. Marvel's the one really doing a lot of integral things that are in those movies. Yep. When when Sony's only involved so far, it hasn't been a home run. They're good movies. I'll watch them. They're definitely not horrible movies. Um, but definitely think that if Marvel had the MCU connection to all of these Venom movies, they'd be far superior yep. than they are right now. Uh, and the next yep. test on that one is Morbius. That one comes out in January. We're, we're going to have to figure that one out. I'm excited for Morbius. I love the... I'm. I think it'd be super fun if that turns out to be good. I would love yeah. that to be so, done well. I'm excited for that one. I'm, and then there's also a Craven the Hunter movie coming out too again yeah. in that same universe uh, coming is, out. Is Blade MCU or Sony? MCU. M MCU. Yep. Okay. Yep. So Blade and and, and we're gonna we're gonna see that one too. So and I'm a big Marvel fan, and I, I, Adam and I worked closer together on this, but I do a lot of the scheduling for us, and and so yep. a lot of the movies have been Marvel. We will get in touch with doing some. I, I really want to do the Dark Knight series, the Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises, that would be or Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. I think those movies, the Nolan series of movies, is great. I do Agreed. think it'd be fun for us to look back on the the old school Batman movies, that old squad. Oh yeah, say, but like the Keaton and, and those kind of Batman '89 movies yep. uh, and stuff like that. I, I, it's we're going to probably do those kind of movies and reviews and then new releases. Cause I feel like there's a gap in the middle there that I really don't want to talk about Batman versus Superman. And I don't, or Superman versus Batman. I don't, I don't want to talk yep. Aquaman or in like that. I, I think that we'll got, we'll talk Aquaman maybe when we do the Aquaman two seek the sequel review. But I just feel like at this point, a lot of those movies are just not movies that I really want to talk about, but I do want to talk about the Nolan Batman movies. Yep. Uh, and so and you're on. right. So, the, the 
the two Keaton ones would be fun too, because it is at least like a really early example of them trying to build a bigger comic world. Yes. It doesn't, it, it kind of falls flat after the second one, but that'd be fun to look at how they tried to create a, a cinematic universe around Batman. Yes. And I do, I actually want to have a fun time and I, we can figure this out. Adam and I can figure this out, but I look back. So back in the nineties, they made a Nick Fury movie, right? Where I keep on forgetting his name from Baywatch. Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff. They made a nineties Captain America movie where Captain America was a lawyer. Okay. I saw that one. Oh. Um, and if we can find the old freaking horrible fantastic four movie, I thought it'd be fun to do a couple of reviews episodes. Oh, yeah. They were almost like, mystery science uh 3000 we oh did God, like a, we did like a riffing on the movies um and oh, yeah. adam and i are going to get back into a studio at some point together i think that would be kind of a funny thing to do is like you guys at home press play on the movie and adam and i just riff the entire movie as we're watching the yep. movie because of how bad those movies actually are and that will be my ability okay, to so crap on Marvel. we can we can watch the that wacky punisher there is another oh. wacky punisher but there oh, was, was a, a wacky pun punisher before the with, last wacky punisher with dolph grunin gun gun uh, dolph, yes dolph, yeah. uh, lundgren yes lundgren yes lundgren, dolph lundgren, lundgren? Was, was yes yes was was punisher so there's that movie yep. too so there's a couple of movies out there that are just questionable questionable <laughs> oh, decisions man. and honestly i'll throw the ghost rider films in there with nick fury or nick, uh, oh, nick absolutely Cage. there's a lot of questionable decisions that marvel made back in the day they've definitely redeemed themselves something that i feel like dc's misstepped on i'm not going to sit yes. here and, and finish this episode shitting on dc but i felt like the nolan batman series was amazing and then they like yep. have like fumbled since then and we'll talk the new batman movie too when that comes out That's marvel should really go back and pull every actor and character from all of those terrible movies and do one Disney plus spinoff series. That's all like weird versions of their multiverse. Like what about a, what if a, a real life? What if series? What if or that, that Hasselhoff actually was the Nick Fury in the Marvel movies now? Like it's yeah. just like and pull Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson out of the movies and put Hasselhoff in there instead. Or, Oh my God, that would be, can you imagine in the multiverse of madness? If like Hasselhoff showed up, or Dolph Lundgren showed up as yep. the Punisher, like how funny that would be to be like, no, even this was real. Even Captain America as a lawyer was a real- Was real some multiverse back there somewhere where he was, you know, I think oh I honestly, was, it's, it's, it's lip service to us as fans, but I think that's who was paying to go see the movies the most of the part. Most of the yeah. billions of dollars they made off these movies are off of people who are fans like us. So if you yep. have to throw something like that in there to make me smile and laugh, do it. It's for 30 seconds. I don't care. Most of these people like Hasselhoff oh, would probably do it as for fun. Or like do something like, the, do it like The Office where somebody's it's, like filming a documentary and visiting these different multiverses and just being candid and like, so you're Captain America? And yeah, look at you yes. in your, your spandex suit and you're fighting, yeah. <laughs> fighting lawyer crime by day. And, <laughs> lawyer by day, fighting crime by night. Oh God, it'd be uh, so funny. I honestly think that'd be hilarious. And I think there's also some characters that have ended up being multiple person people. The Chris Evans being yep. Captain America, or so yeah, Captain America and being Johnny Storm. Those are funny things to connect the two. Um, yep. But we've done two Spider-Man universe reviews now with uh, a couple weeks ago, we did the Spider-Man um, movies, the MCU yep. Sony movies, and then this. And so that multiverse thing is it's present. It's going to be present going into 2022 when we talk about things. Multiverse is going to be introduced there more and more and more. And I'm, I'm excited uh, to see how it happens with all of it. But in a sense, these movies are good. Like I'm not like I oh, yeah, can't. They're, they're not bad. They're just good. They're not horrible movies. So, well, and we've said review. it before about other MCU movies, which is like 
it's if you like the MCU and you like even the Sony verse spider verse yes. part of it, like you got to see it and it's going to eventually be something bigger and better. So just go see it now is that's, that's how I felt about it. I didn't regret watching either of them. And then one of the benefits of us having our reviews out after it comes out digitally is you don't, I, I, here's the deal. If we were reviewing this, if we were one of the lucky people who got an advanced screening of these things and we were way out in advance, like back in beginning of October, we're like, right. we'd probably be like, wait till it comes out on digital. But it's already on digital. So now we have to say, if you want to rent it or buy it or do whatever you want with it, just watch it from your home, do it. I would tell you right now that I personally would say that Let There Be Carnage is not worth going to the theater for. And so that's how my reviews are going to be from now on is whether or not yep. it's worth going to the theater for. And that's December 17th when Spider-Man <laughs> was released that's the discussion of whether or not it's theater worthy or not. Right. And that's the, I think that's how we do it. We don't do reviews. We yep. do discussions. And I think and I this honestly, is the biggest one. Theater or age, not. I think it's, it's legit now to say like, look, if I'm watching a movie that I know is either getting an intended dual release or straight to like my yep. series, I don't expect it to be the same AAA title that Avengers Endgame, you know, mm -hmm. or what was. Like, I'm not looking for that. So yeah, I think it's good to like, these are, man, watch them at home. They're great. Yeah, don't go pay $25 to see it, but no, absolutely go watch them. And, and we're going to talk, I mean, we're not going mean, to talk on here. I don't think it's about it, but we'll probably do a little snippet at the beginning or ending of an episode is The Matrix is coming out and that's a dual release. Yep. And to me, they failed us on the second and third Matrix movies so badly that I cannot get myself out to go see it in the theaters, especially when it's available on HBO Max. So, I, you know, you, you you hit a home run with number one and you struck out with number two and number three. To go see Matrix number four, you're going to have to, you're really going to have to pull me in to go see the theaters. So because it's on HBO Max, I feel like over Christmas yeah. weekend, you, you just see me watching that at home uh, for sure. Because again, you you they yep. were, number two and three were so bad, so bad. Um, Man, HBO should do everything they can to salvage it because they could start a Matrix verse overnight and at least a small group of dedicated fans would make sure that that never went away. There's so many things I'd love to see verses of. I know. Speaking of that, I know, I'm so obsessed with it now. Yes. Like, like it, it's, everything I see. It needs to all be connected in some way, yeah. shape or form. Um, speaking of that, and I don't know if Adam Cedar or not, but I will say go watch the Into the Spider-Verse or whatever it's called now, the sequel to the Into the Spider-Verse yep. movie. There's a sequel tr coming out in 2022, October of 2022. There's a trailer out for it right now. It looks badass, and it says part one. So it nice, says, nice. I think, across the Spider-Verse, part one. And that means that we're going to get That's a third cool. of the Spider-Verse yeah. movies, which is amazing. One of the best animated films of all time, in my opinion. The graphics on those things are amazing. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse yep. was amazing. So it's Miles Morales' Spider-Man. Spider-Gwen is probably part of it. And so that's coming out in October 2022, but the trailer just dropped uh, as well. We just heard, also heard that Shang-Chi is going to get a sequel as well. Yeah. You know, but okay. Yeah. Go, don't go see it. Watch it from home is the ending yes. thing for both these movies. I think they're both yep. good, but they're both at home movies for sure. So that's our kind of, that's how we're going to review these movies now. Even if they're in the theater or not, we're going to say it was worth Man. going to see it in the theater or not worth going to see it in the theater. And this that's movie, I feel like order a pizza, crack open a heavy beer yeah. and enjoy. And don't worry that you're going to miss a whole lot of plot details. Just watch it. Yeah. It's watch it for the fun. That's what it is. These exactly. movies are fun. That's what they are. They're fun movies. They're not, they're yeah, not it feel, perfect. It feels that like that vibe of our old summer blockbusters used to mm -hmm. feel like where like after the fact you look back and you're like, it was a little thin on story, but man, it was fun. So it was fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So 
Sweet. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Capes and Tights Podcast. Uh, Twitter at Capes and Tights Pod. Our website is capesandtights.com. Uh, Apple, Spotify, all the different things you can find us on there. Listen to yep. all of them. Go back and listen to the Spider-Man reviews and previews of No Way Home. Um, yep. We have other authors that have been on. You find them all on our feed. They're fun. And as we get closer to the end of 2021, I mean, we're going to look forward to 2022 as well, but we're going to look back on the comic book world of 2021. Paul's going to jump on at some point towards the end of the year and talk about how comics, the physical paper things that you read uh, have been changed through the pandemic and all that crap too. So I had fun. You have fun, Adam? I'm stoked, man. It's 2022 is building up to be a a fun cinematic comic book universe year. I'm just, I can't even like, there's so much coming out. Adam, didn't we say that at the end of 2020? Yes, we did. <laughs> this pandemic still, seems we like it. <laughs> and we were right, right? We were. It we got, definitely got better. Yeah. It definitely was better than 2020 because, I mean, we basically yeah. didn't have anything from, from April of 2020. Right. From March of April of 2020 all the way throughout the end of the year. Yeah. We didn't have anything. And then as we got closer to this year, we've actually had things being released, which has been better than not. We'll be um, 10 years from now. We'll still be trying to figure out what the ending of Venom 2 yes, meant. Exactly. Yeah. Never happened. We don't know what the yep. hell it was. They're going to, you're going to buy the DVD and the, the post-credit scenes to be deleted. It's not even beyond there yep. anymore. You need to find it on the internet. But sweet, man. Always fun. Yes. See ya. See ya.